Hello and welcome to episode 399, we're almost there, of Connected. Uh, this week's show is sponsored by Squarespace, Trade Coffee and Indeed. My name is Federico Vitici and I am joined by a person whose name, I've actually been doing some research on this, uh, the name of my co-host is a popular name of Greek origin derived from the word Stephanos, which means crown or garland. Uh, it was a prominent biblical name that was made famous by Saint Stephen. Welcome to the show, Stephen Hackett. Wow. Hey, Federico. Garland Hackett. Gar- Gar- Garland Hackett. <laughs> What's up, Crown? What's up, Crown Hackett? <laughs> Crown boy. Stephen was stoned to death, so I don't. I hope it doesn't end that way for me. Well, that's a. You know, I didn't want to go any further in the origin of your name because it just don't do whatever they did, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were doing the right thing. I got stoned for it. Anyways, yeah. uh, I am joined by someone. Their name also means things. <laughs> their name is Michael. <laughs> And you may think uh, that name probably doesn't have any real meaning, but it really does. It it has a lot of meanings. I love. I'm loving this this time to from idea to Google. Right, like this is what we're hearing. The name Michael is of Hebrew origin, and it means who is like God or gift from God. So Mike Hurley is literally our gift from God on the show. Yep. Yeah, it's a variance of the name are very popular in multiple countries. Uh, but this one is from uh, the United Kingdom. Hello, Mike Hurley. Hello. Do you know, Federico, I was, I've heard that before, obviously, and was really hoping that you were going to stumble across that exact meaning of Michael. He who is like the Lord is what I've heard yeah. before, which, yeah. what I, you know, obviously, as you can tell from me, I heard that once, took it to heart, you know, and this is how I've lived the rest of my You're life. You're so humble about it, too, which is really cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, when you hear that, why would you, what's, what's the point of being humble anymore, you know? <laughs> we we are so blessed to have Mike Hurley on the show. Uh, hashtag and, uh, blessed. Yeah, it's a, yes, yeah, we're all <laughs> thank you. blessed. Thank you for gracing us with your presence uh, today, Michael. Anytime for you boys. We're going to start with some follow-up. Just a couple quick things today. Uh, We spoke last time about Apple's changes to the subscription price system where developers will be able to change subscription pricing within a certain uh, amount, and it brings up a pop-up in the app for users to be notified of the change And uh, we talked about how big companies, I think we talked about Disney Plus and other streaming services, they were obviously companies that would benefit from it. Uh, Hans on Twitter wrote in uh, about this as well and says, while it looks to mainly please big companies, I think it might even be more substantial for smaller developers given current inflation rates. Many might uh, well have to increase prices in coming months and depend on customers to do so. And uh, yeah, something I hadn't thought about, but definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think in, as this feature, I don't know if this feature is actually out yet, but I would expect that we will start to see this across a bunch of apps, Mm. uh, potentially in the next, uh, you know, few months. Who knows? And we get to look forward to uh, a variety of meltdowns now. Mm -hmm. As developers try to do that and their user base collectively implodes upon itself yeah i don't envy developers having to think about this because there's no winning if, if if you're in a situation where you have to do this to keep your business sustainable like that's already a really like hard situation to be in but knowing that 
you're going to get burned down on Twitter and other social networks because of it. It's got to be even worse. You want to take this one about Brandon as the uh, from Brandon as the TVOS guy? Yes. So this is tangentially related to TVOS. So last week we were talking about uh, I surprised you both with the knowledge that you can control your Apple TV via Siri on another device, right? So Brandon wrote in with another multi-device Siri thing that you can do. So this is what Brandon had to say. Sometimes I ask Siri to do things just to try. I love that about Brandon, you know? Mm. That's like optimism. Several months ago, I asked Siri on my kitchen HomePod to stop an alarm on my wife's iPhone in another room, and it did it. Now we use this feature all the time. You can ask Siri to snooze or stop alarms and timers on any family member's device from any other family member's device or HomePod. If you don't know which device it is, just say stop the nearby timer or alarm. Sometimes Siri will confirm. Sometimes it just stops. I thought that was pretty cool. Wow. that's I had no idea this existed. So thank you, Brandon. Turns out these devices are smarter than we give them credit for. Um, should we apologize to Siri? I don't know. Like No. No. Well, let me okay. find out. Hey, Siri, I'm sorry. We let off. I'm so sorry, Siri. Okay. No need to apologize. Oh, okay. There you go. Siri, I'm sorry. It said no need to apologize. I have my phone muted. You, you got the silent treatment. Siri's not ready to forgive you. I keep... Is there a setting to make Siri silent when your phone's on silent? Uh, I don't know. Maybe is the volume down on your phone? Probably. That yeah. that would be it. Because I'm recording a podcast, you know? Don't want it to go off. Well, but I just don't touch my phone and I keep my phone on silent. I don't need to worry about the volume, you know? Do either of y'all ever have your phone off silent? No. Yeah. On? Did you say off silent or on silent? It, d- does your phone ever make noise? No, never. Yeah, mine neither. Yes, it's interesting, right? I don't ever do it. Adina doesn't do it. I know when Adina does do it, though, because for some reason, she uses, like, the clown horn sound for a message noise. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and the first time I heard Which that, I'm like... Which one is it? I don't know about this. Hold on, let me hold find on, it. Hold on, hold on. Settings. It's, it's on, so, Federico, the answer is it's the worst one, is what it is. Sounds. Text tone. Uh, what's it called? I have some real-time follow-up when you search it. Zach says uh, there is a setting in Siri responses, uh, spoken responses always, when silent mode is off, only with... Yeah, I have always, but silent mode is also on. So the idea is I want to hear Siri, but I don't want to hear any other sounds from from the system. Uh, What's the name of this tone, Mike? Is it Hawk? It's Horn. It's this one. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) Give it to us one more time. The funny thing is it's in alert tones and then in a sub-menu called classic, which is funny. Yeah, the, the old sounds. Yeah, and it's this one. <laughs> why does she use that? I don't know. She thinks it's fun. I ask, so why do you do this? She's like, I think it's fun. I My one is set to hello, but I never hear it because I always have my phone on silent. And Adina has her phone on silent all the time too, but sometimes she either, it gets turned off or she's turned it off for like she's expecting a phone call or whatever. And then she gets a text message. And like, imagine what that's like when, you know, you got like friends that like send you multiple messages over and over and yeah. over again. I think we all do that to each other, honestly, but yes. you don't really notice it when the sounds uh, are not on. But sometimes she'll be out of the room and her phone's just going, diddle it, diddle it. I'm like, oh my God, this has to stop. 
She's a wonderful person, though, and I love her very much. Yeah, but sometimes, like, she makes... She listens, she listens to this show. That's the problem. She makes questionable decisions about technology sometimes. Like, I yep. can never forget the AirPods thing. Uh, and now the clown horn. Today, a- today, I called her. I needed to speak to her something, so I called her. And she answered, and it wasn't working. And it turned out because her AirPods <laughs> were in another room outside of the case, touching the table, so they were connecting to the AirPods. <laughs> oh <my God>. yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is what's going on. Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Very, very capable, very smart, very incredible woman. Yeah, yeah, you don't need to keep saying that because she listens to the show. She we get it. Well, it's your problem to... now. <laughs> well, yep. I'm sorry. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to recommend people listen to episode 641 of Mac Power Users, which stars Federico and Stephen. Uh, and well, it stars Federico. Stephen's always there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> along along with David. Uh, it was a really great episode uh, where Federico was talking about uh, kind of his increased use of the Mac. But I did notice a thing to me. It was really interesting in listening to this show with the both of you on it. Mm-hmm. I had this realization. Steven is very different on Mac Power users. Because that's my grown-up show. I know. We all have them, right? We all have, like, we're all different on different shows. But, like, I was struck by it more because Federico was on. Yeah. So like I'm hearing the sounds that I'm hearing and you're like really serious. And in, Federico you know, was it, it serious was too. too. I mean Yeah, but he's the guest, so it's like a different thing. Like I, I don't so. notice yeah. it so much. You know, you, know? you know, that's the connected factor. It reminds me yes. you know, have you ever seen the movie Eyes Wide Shut? Right. No. So essentially, it's like um, when connected is like our private club, when we can be free to be our true selves. Our true selves. No masks here. You know. No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. But whereas in the other shows, we gotta keep up an appearance. We gotta keep up our more serious persona. Uh, whereas on connected, we're free to do whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's Live our best selves, our true lives. Yeah. Speaking of our best selves and our true lives, uh, our, another reminder of our annual special being out. It's for available for Relay FM members. Uh, if you support Connected Pro, you support this show, you get longer ad-free episodes of every single episode of Connected. So every week, you get more japes. For example, if you happen to see me tweet to Quinn Nelson of Snazzy Labs today, uh, I asked him for recommendation on night vision goggles. If you saw that and you were like, why is he asking that question? You want to listen to Connected Pro and you'll find out. Go to getconnectedpro.co and you can sign up. $5 a month or $50 a year, you get that. But you also get access to Relay FM's annual specials that we do every year. Our one this time was the very first installment of the Connected Quiz. It's where I am pitting Steven and Federico against each other in a long-running quiz segment that could appear in the pro show in the regular show as topics as a surprise as member content all kinds of stuff you can you'll be able to hear the first installment there uh, we've heard from a lot of people who really enjoyed it uh, there have been lots of suggestions for names currently i'm just calling it the connected quiz the quizzies was the most suggested name um i ryan has mentioned the hurleys as the thing there is no quit name for the quiz yet i don't want to force a name on the quiz Ricky's, Annie's, these things just came to us. Jeremy's, and so I like it when things just come to us. You know, we're gonna let it live and breathe for a while. It's just a connected quiz for now. Maybe we we'll give it a name later on. Speaking of which, boys, I have some quiz questions for you. Oh no! What? No! Oh my God! No! no it's happening! It's happening! Yep. No! Oh, we have no. two questions. Oh, oh no! That are happening right now. 
microphone. No, I wasn't ready. <laughs> I... I would like to give everybody, unfortunately, this is a spoiler if you haven't listened to it, but the points currently stand at 10 apiece. Stephen with 10 and Federico with 10. Uh, that's where we are right now. If you want, there was a lot of drama in getting to these scores, which you can hear in the membership show, but also you want to know why are they at 10 points each? Who could know? I have two questions for you, and they are both in honor of the Rickies next week. So oh, no. next week is episode 400, and it is going to be the Rickies for WWDC. So I have two Rickies-related questions for you both. Uh, question number one. Next week, we'll be hosting the WWDC Rickies. What date was the first WWDC episode, officially known as the Rickies, published? <laughs> no, I have no idea. The specific date? I'm looking for the date closest wins. Next week, we'll be hosting the WWDC Rickies. What date was the first WWDC episode officially known as the Rickies officially published? Known. If you are listening live and in the Discord, please do not guess because it helps my co-hosts here. So uh, it was um, a, because, if you may remember, I'll give you a little bit more context for this. We did predictions. Mm -hmm. We did like games and all kinds of stuff. We did things that led up to becoming the Rickies way before we did the Rickies. But there was a the first time we ever referred to it as the Rickies. And I would like to thank Lex of uh, Rickies, Rickies .co? Rickies.co, right? Is that the website? Yeah, Rickies.co for some of this information that I pulled uh, when preparing for this. And so, Stephen, I will come to you first. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Officially known as the Rickies. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're really just stabbing in the dark, right? I'm going to say... Yes. June 1st, 2019. Okay. Federico? I'm going to say June... Hold on. So, if I was traveling before the week... No, it's got to be earlier than that. I'm going to say May 30th. 2019. So you've basically picked anything earlier than my date. <laughs> Believe it or not, the answer is June 17th, 2020. Oh, so I get it. So you get it. Oh my point. We were doing games, right? We were doing all sorts. But the Rickies first appeared in 2019. September of 2019 was the first time we ever called our game the Rickies. Wow. Wow. I, uh, How about that? So we have no. never done the Rickies with an audience. We used to do games. We used to do the uh, Teachy Scale. Yeah. I have a second question for you, Federico. I'm coming to you first. What was the date of the first WWDC predictions episode that included a risky pick? Ooh. The date of the WWDC episode that included a risky pick? The first one to have a risky well, pick. I mean, if we'd done the Rickies in 2020, then it seems logical that the name matured over the course of a year. Because, like, I, I struggle to imagine that we've been using Risky for two years and then we just came up with Ricky two years later. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with um, May 30, 2019. <laughs> okay. Steven? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with mine. June 1st, 2019. 
May 28th, 2019 was the first time Ooh. Ooh, okay. that Risky Pick was used. It was in the <sighs> WWE. So it was the week so it was the week before. And I was so I remember this because I have this memory of traveling to the airport on June 2nd which is a national holiday over here. And there was a ton of traffic because people were going to the beach and I was leaving for London. Yeah. And and it was the year I had to try. I, I was like flying on my wedding anniversary. So it was, we di- we scored risky picks in our last live show, but we hadn't given the game a name yet. It was just predictions. Yeah. But we had riskies. But because after that time... I think it may have been in that September episode. I think Stephen called it Ricky instead of Risky. Yeah, accidentally, accidentally said right? Ricky, and then it became and it became the name the Rickies. Mm-hmm. So we finished these two questions, still tied, eleven points each. So until next time, that was the Connected <laughs> Quiz. <laughs> okay. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, products, services, and even content. Squarespace has got you covered for all of it. Their online store is really awesome. You can sell both physical and digital products. They have all the tools you need to get started selling online. You can manage your inventory, deal with everything involved. It's all in one place. And you can uh, work with their SEO tools to see what is really working on your site and go through their useful guides to help maximize prominence among search results. I love building on top of Squarespace. It makes it really easy to make something that looks really good. All of their theming tools are really easy to understand, and they're really powerful. You can customize almost anything, and they even have ways to write your own custom CSS if you, like me, sometimes uh, want to do that. If you're looking to start a website, got a new project, new business, you should definitely start at Squarespace. You can go over to squarespace.com slash connected for a free trial. There's no credit card required. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code connected to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain name. That's squarespace.com slash connected and the code connected to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring Connected and supporting Relay FM. Apple have released their Pride Bands for the year. I don't know when exactly this became a tradition, uh, but it became a tradition. If I'm remembering rightly, the first time they did a Pride Band, it was for employees only. And then I think the following year, they made them uh, for sale widely. And then it has been a thing that they have done pretty much ever since. Um, They have two Pride Bands this year. They're both sport loops, which is interesting. Like... Hmm. Because it seems like Apple's kind of gone all in on the, uh, what do you call it? What is the one where it's all one thing and you can't uh, the, detach it? Uh, solo the loop? loop? Solo loop. Mm. Solo loop. So they've gone back to sport loops, which is the ones that connect with Velcro, like a Velcro-y kind of thing, or a hook and loop system, as I think they hook call it. Hook and loop. It's technically uh, not Velcro. You were right. I just I found this article over on iMore. Boy, the original Pride Band looks so awesome. Uh, the first Pride Edition band launched at pride in 2016 and like you said it was only available is actually only available at the event and then in 2017 it was launched for sale 
And then they've had versions ever since. So this has been going on several years now. Four oh, or five yeah, because they did like a, a Pride celebration, right? An uh, Apple campus. Uh, the original one, the original one's good. My favorite is still uh, the actual the solo loop one that they did um, last year. I think that's a beautiful watch band. Um, that's still currently available, even though they have these two new ones. Uh, one of the new ones is it's the like the rainbow stripe on black, um, and the new one is like a much more muted, and it's got kind of, it's. It's mostly white and the colors are faint and then the word pride in like the kind of swooshy apple font that they use for hello is kind of written out, which looks like technologically an incredibly complicated thing to do. Um, like to, from the way, like trying to, to thread it out that way. I don't know. It just looks yeah. complicated. Uh, and then they have new watch faces that match that kind of thing of like like woven looking. Yeah, the so. watch face is wild looking. I struggle to read the one of the watch faces. It's unreadable. It is <laughs> unreadable. Like it looks really nice, but that is like a, you've got to take an extra second to look at the, the time, which I'm not into. As an idea, but these are really nice. These are really, really nice. Uh, I do still like that other one. I still want to get one of those loop things just to try it out, but I haven't done it yet. Apple's uh, shipping dates keep on slipping. They're slipping away. Slipping dates. Slip, slipping dates. Slip and slide. Uh, the, I came across this article on Macworld. They've got some specifics. Um, but, you know, up until this point, I feel like Apple's done pretty good job isolating themselves from supply chain constraints i think a couple of quarters ago they made a shift of like yeah there's some components that are both in the iphone and the ipad and we're going to prioritize the iphone and that makes sense right they are effectively the iphone company it's it's half of their revenue roughly any given quarter but in the quarterly call just uh a month ago uh, and I, i pulled this out of uh jason's uh, this is Tim, which is a great—it's a great name for this article, where the call is uh, tran- transcribed. Apple says that they believe that they are going to miss between four and eight billion dollars in sales because of supply uh, and COVID-related disruptions, and we're starting to see that I think play out a little bit in the ship dates. So as most, so some things you can still get basically within a few days, depending on, on where you are. These dates are from the U.S. store, but most iPhones are available within just a couple of days. There are a couple of specific SKUs. Like I kind of just went and built a bunch of iPhones, and some of them have slid out to like mid-June, so two to three weeks out, which is a little uh, definitely unusual with the iPhone. But some products are two to three weeks out, like the MacBook Air. Some are pretty close, the Mac Studio, the iMac, within a week or two. But if you want a Mac Studio with the Ultra, it's 8 to 10 weeks. The Studio Display is wow. 8 to 10 weeks out. The MacBook Pro, most of them are 8 to 10 weeks out. And uh, that can't be pleasant for a company that prides itself on its uh, operations. But it also means that if you need one of these machines for a new employee or you're going to school or something like that, uh, you better plan ahead because you may get lucky and walk into an Apple store and they have something in stock. But if you're ordering online or if you're doing a custom order, you may be waiting a while. I'm surprised about the uh, the Mac Studio and the Studio Display that there's still that. It's been like that for the entire time that those products existed. Yeah, they never really have dropped. And 
I mean, a lot of people, including our friend John Voorhees, had his ship date for his move around a bunch, right? And mm-hmm. I'm sure it's discouraging if you're trying to get your hands on one of these things, but uh, I think that Apple's preview of this problem is definitely going to going to be true, that some of these things, you know, it's going to push them out of the quarter. It's going to hurt their quarterly results. The numbers will be down where otherwise they wouldn't be. Mm. And I, I was curious what the two of you thought about, do you see this impacting any like new products? So next week we're going to play actually tomorrow we're going to be playing the rickies and you know maybe there'll be guesses about apple hardware do you think that in this sort of environment apple would say well the new macbook air is ready but maybe we should wait until we have more on hand like do you have any thoughts about that i saw a link today and i can't find it now i can just see a bunch of rewrites i don't know where i came from first that there is uh, potentially, it looks like at the moment, like going to be a delay on at least one of the iPhones. Yeah, I saw that too. Because at the moment, like so you got like a few things going on right now, where it's like you, we're already still feeling we're still feeling the effects of the 2020 uh, lockdowns and shutdowns, right? Because the supply chain moves slowly. But like currently, there are lots of uh, lockdowns and like government enforced lockdowns in a lot of places in China like a lot of cities in China are going through this right now mm-hmm. because China has a zero COVID like policy. They want no cases, which is, I mean, it's basically impossible to do that currently, right? Unless you do what they're doing, which is you make everyone stay at home. Mm-hmm. But that means that then things like this will stop uh, for until the next time. Uh, but yeah, like I found it on Mac rumors that, Development of at least one iPhone 14 model is three weeks behind schedule due to Chinese lockdowns and in a worst case scenario could impact initial production volumes according to a new report today. I expect for the next at least a year, uh, every iPhone will see um, supply constraints like the Mac Studio and the Studio Display. Like the iPhone, they'll put the most effort they can into it for sure, but the iPhone also has the largest volume of people trying to buy it like i wouldn't be surprised if this iphone is back to what it used to be like when if you didn't get it immediately you wait a month remember that like back in those days like because i feel like the last couple of years or at least it's been better right that you have like a little bit of time to like get in and put your order in and as long as you get your order in when the store comes up for you you'll be fine but it used to be that like if your store took three minutes longer to come online than other people, well, now you're not getting the iPhone on launch day. It's like an impossibility for you. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that kind of thing happen again, like this time around, because it seems like they're struggling across the board to get all kinds of component parts, right? Yeah, I saw that story too. And I think for that reason, I don't know if they want to really announce hardware right now and say, oh, we are announcing this, but actually it's launching in July. I don't know, that mm, that would be kind of weird. Oh, what, like if they were going to do stuff at WWDC? Yeah, if they were going to do stuff at WWDC. Um, you know, I don't think there's going to be hardware in my rickies uh, yep. this time, just because the timing is really weird right now, and I don't know. I could see, I could honestly see, if they have hardware to release, but the supply chain is having issues. I could see what they did a few years ago, which is press releases in July and August. I, I could actually see that if the situation improves. That is, in, in you know, in China and you know the other places they rely on for the supply chain. 
Yeah, I mean, no one is better in the world at this than Apple. And I think seeing that they are now struggling with this, I think clearly shows how bad the situation is, right? And it may be that they, and I mean, I don't know. I think Apple has alluded to in the in the past, where like they've had certain components, you know, stockpiled. Legacy nodes. Legacy nodes, right? They've had mm-hmm. things. Legacy nodes. Queued up, but I would imagine all those all those plans they had or all the backup components they had laying around, it's all gone now because they yeah, yeah. they have done a pretty good job up until this point. Uh, other than the Mac Studio and Studio Display, which are kind of when this started, you know, if you need a MacBook Air a year ago or six months ago, it was pretty quick. And now they're in a situation where this has lasted longer than they, they probably anticipated. And this is kind of where it is now. Um it's wild to me that the other laptops that you mentioned, like the MacBook Pro and the MacBook Air, are seeing it because, like, in theory, you would assume it's not a new product, right? Like that is a system that they would have had worked out a long time ago. Um, but if you're struggling with that and the iPad Air and everything, like it's just showing that like they just don't have anything. This episode of Connected is also brought to you by Trade Coffee. When you become a Trade Coffee customer. You can enjoy knowing that you get the freshest and best tasting coffee you've ever made at home. And the coffee you'll be drinking will be out uh, to you from the country's best independent craft roasters, which helps those small businesses a lot. Uh, you start with this really cool uh, trade coffee quiz and you ask some questions, you answer some questions, you get the coffee. Uh, Mike, you've gone through this process. How has it been? I love it. I love how easy trade make it. You know, I, I know my preferences a little bit, but I know what it was like when I didn't. Um, and some of the questions that they ask, or the, all of the questions that they ask are nice and simple. And they're things just like that it's easy for you to answer. You don't need to be able to like have a ton of coffee knowledge to be able to give the right answers. Um, they make it nice and simple. And at the end of the day, they give you the coffee that you're looking for. And you're probably going to say this in a minute, Stephen, so but I'm going to say it instead. And if for some reason they send you a bag of coffee that you don't like on your first try, then they're going to hook you up with one of their specialists to work directly with you to get you something that you're going to like. So there's no lose. And it's cool. Trade's coffee team taste tests thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds ready to ship every day. Everyone has that one coffee they just love, and Trade will help you find it. They deliver a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans or ground forever you brew it at home, and they guarantee you'll love your first order, or like Mike said, they'll replace it for free. They're pros at this. They've delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee, earning more than 750,000 positive reviews. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off the first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash connected. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. So get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash connected and let Trade find a coffee you love. That URL is also in the show notes, drinktrade.com slash connected. You'll get $30 off. And don't forget, Father's Day is coming up. A Trade subscription is the perfect gift for the coffee-loving dads in your life. Our thanks to Trade for the support of the show and Relay FM. We got some breaking news. The WWC keynote is the first day of WWDC. Oh, no way. <laughs> Calm no. down. You should do it at the end. You should do it at the end. Keep people in town, you know? You go to a bunch of sessions, and then you learn at the end of the week what you learned about. 
Apple announced the keynote June 6, 10 a.m. Pacific. It will, of course, be streaming at Apple.com in the developer app, on the Apple TV, on YouTube. Uh, Platform State of the Union, which is sort of like the developer keynote. It goes into more detail uh, about some of the technologies announced. Very often, the keynote will not include code on slides, but the Platform State of the Union will. It's kind of the... That's the one I really struggle with, State of the Union, man. Sometimes it's very interesting, like tidbits but sometimes like i'm just watching somebody write swift and i can't i can't handle it um and the apple design awards are that evening at 5 p.m pacific so all that is on monday a couple weeks ago invitations started rolling out to people who put their name in for the uh the lottery and there seems to be a second round of that going on so we saw some more friends of ours developers end up with uh invitations earlier this week and uh, yeah, so this is moving uh, moving forward. WWDC, man. Anybody else going that we know? Uh, this is so weird. So there is going to be some form of a media event for WWDC this year, and we are all invited to the media event. Woo! Unfortunately, though, only sixty percent of the show can make it. Sixty-six percent of the show can make it. Mm-hmm. That's the right sixty-six point six six. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> the number of the beast. Uh, me and Steve are going to be there. Federico can't do it, which um, um, my heart is dying because I will miss seeing him. But Yeah, there's a variety of reasons why it's really impossible for me to come this year for stuff that I haven't talked about online. Like All, all good things, like no, no huge problems, but things that are more important right now. So... Uh, and also, you know, um, I guess we are out of practice for this kind of stuff. Like, um, I cannot, right now where I am, I cannot plan uh, things with like a 13-day notice, you know. <laughs> uh, the last I, 24 hours have been wild. Some of the more stress I've felt in a really long time. Uh, it's been just because you've you got to like get it together, you know, like it... Mm-hmm. Usually on a WWDC, we, we're all going to be there anyway, right? So it's like this had all been planned three months ago. And like you, you we used to buy the plane mm-hmm. tickets in February and, yes. and book a hotel room like yep. four months before. And that's okay. That works. But two weeks before, as you can imagine, it's not just the stress of it. It's also the cost of it. <laughs> like right now, these things are wildly expensive. It's really, 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 really especially expensive to fly. Uh, if you're coming from Europe, right? So, and it's, I mean, it sucks because I, like, obviously, uh, I haven't seen you guys um, in two years, um, three almost. Well, no, three years. Like, that was 2019. Yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, this is not like real WWDC, but it's like the beginning of maybe going back to a regular WWDC. Or beginning of the new WWDC, whatever it might be, right? Like, which is more might be than like this, this pro- whatever this is. Uh, yeah. And then, and I think they're gonna they're gonna settle on this, right? Uh, the idea being, there's always gonna be the online component. You will always be able to uh, follow sessions um, remotely, and you know have the online labs. Like that online component is not going away. But my theory is that Apple really wants to have an in-person component again, mm. for a variety of reasons. First of all, they like it. 
they like to see people, they like to see developers. Uh, I can imagine that the energy of an in-person event uh, beats, you know, seeing positive tweets and compliments online. Um, so the input, like just seeing people must be nice. I also feel like uh, Apple must be thinking that in person they can control the message and the networking and the narrative more because they can show you around places because if you're part of the press uh, you know you can have in-person communications and meetings like it's mm-hmm. it's a more controlled environment if you're Apple and lastly um, I feel like um, going forward, we may see this sort of a hybrid approach where the keynote will once again be in person, uh, but it'll obviously be streamed online. Uh, sessions will probably continue to, will probably go to a mixed format where some of them will be pre recorded, others will not. Labs will be split. There will be online labs and there will be in person labs. And the capacity of the event will no longer be 5,000 people, will be maybe half of that. So mm. double the capacity of this year, which is about 1,000 people, I guess. Mm. Um, so I think maybe they'll do that hybrid approach. But what they're doing this time with, you know, inviting people and then having a few extra invitations and then setting up a few things with the media, it suggests to me that they want to do some in-person things again. And perhaps those things will be growing next year. I think you might be right because I'm surprised by it. Um but I, I, I think that that kind of thing that you're explaining of like not going back to like what it was, but having something that sits in the middle that can tick a lot of those boxes, but not like revert it for people that had gotten a lot out of WWC being all virtual. I actually think that there is a line that they can kind of uh, meet there, which I think that they're, they're starting to attempt this year. Um, and we'll see what it's like in future. Like maybe WWDC is always at Apple Park now, right? And it's like maybe, uh, yeah. a controlled amount of people that they can bring in and they can have all of the events in a day or two because they've got this like developer center, which like, I don't know what this is. I don't know if I'll get to see it. Like, And it's kind of weird. Like I'm thinking now, like I was always really convinced. It's like, oh, they'll just have like a video that they made in advance and they'll just show it to the people. But now I'm not sure, right? Like, will they do an on-stage presentation like they used to? Like, I don't know what it's going to be like, right? No, Nobody knows yet. I guess you guys just wait and see what happens um, in a week and a bit from now. But yeah, it's, I'm, I'm intrigued. Obviously, uh, I'm really excited because it's my first ever event that I've been to. Yeah, congratulations. Um, thank you. I'm really, that's why like it is, it is complicated and it's not ideal because uh, again, it's like I wasn't, we weren't really, weren't expecting this to happen. Um, and also, it's like, as we we're saying, we're out of practice for this kind of thing. Like, this two-week notice is kind of what they always give, but they haven't done it in a long time because so it's just very, it's all like a kind of a complex thing. But I wasn't going to miss this because it's my first choice. What chance? Well, I will say, obviously, it's more complicated to travel these days. I will do everything I can to be there. But who knows, right? It, travel is, is complicated now. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to go. It's going to be definitely different than previous years, but I think it'll be fun to see the changes. And yeah, I actually was already going to California at the end of the week, and so I sort of just rearranged my 
existing trip to add a few days to the beginning of it. It's going to be interesting. I mean, some of the stuff has begun to trickle out about the people, the developers who were invited to it, where they're going to get to see some tours, and there's, there's going to be some inside stuff, some outside stuff. I think it's going to be, it's just going to be so interesting, because like y'all are talking about, we don't really know what this WWDC is, right? Like, is this what it is for a while longer? Is this a, a transition into something more like what we used to have? We just don't know. And apart from all of the announcements, which we're all excited about, of course, want to see what they've been up to. Just the the event on like the meta level is, is super interesting, I think, to all three of us. I have no idea what it's going to like be like for me. I've always I always take lots of notes, right? during these presentations yeah it, that's very hard to do this is my assumption like do i just give up the the like i'm just like well i'm not even gonna bother trying to sit and watch it i guess that's what i'll do right but it's like it's just a very different experience for me i'm always like all right laptop out off we go and i'm writing down everything possible but i feel like that's not going to be something i'm going to do or want to do so that's going to be weird i've only been to one in person in 19 and being in the room like my notes from that year are pretty sparse because it feels like it goes faster when you're in the room. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it does. It's also like harder to hear because like there's people are cheering and clapping and stuff. And like if I'm just at home on my couch, like yeah. it's just me. I'm not clapping, right? I'm trying to take notes. So yeah, I'm I'm curious how that's gonna go because you know, we all have shows to record afterwards and throughout the rest of the week. But like one one thing I've enjoyed over the last couple of years is I've been able to rewatch or at least skim the keynote again in the evening before I have to record anything. Mm-hmm. And that's impossible to do when you're traveling and uh, just due to yeah. time constraints normally. So it'll be fun. I think Federico's right. We're all a little bit rusty at this, but you know, at the same time, I think so is Apple. And I think we're all going to kind of be figuring it out together. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, if I would have done it, if I didn't have other things happening in my mm-hmm. life, like, mm-hmm. uh, and even if it was a very expensive, like, uh, just if the timing was different, I would have done it. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, next year, uh, things uh, I'll be able to make it back because I've been really missing this. Uh, my advice on the notes would be don't take notes okay. during the presentation. Instead, save your first reactions and your questions because those you're going to forget. Notes, you can always take about stuff and features. Oh, that's so good. That's such good advice. Oh, my God, Federico, you're a genius. Well, I love that. <laughs> I've been through this before. You've he's done a, a lot of them. <laughs> How many have you done? Like six? Five. 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 Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, keynotes in general because uh, you also did the Apple Watch one, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, keynotes? Uh, Maybe know. seven? Because uh, you also did that one in New York, right? So like yeah, seven? I did the one in New York. Did I do another in San Francisco? I don't think so. I think you only, uh, outside of... Um, I did the outside, Apple Watch. Outside of WWDC, I think you went to the Apple Watch and the iPad in New York one. Yeah, I think that's right. So I've done... 16, and people may say, 17. Mike, why are you so weirdly familiar with this? And it's because I'm always involved in Federico's travels one way yeah. or another. I've, do- I've done six, <laughs> keyno- six keynotes total. Six. Four okay. WWDCs and two keynotes. And yes, Mike was always involved because I was very uh, much a newbie when he came to traveling years ago. I'd never done it before. And Mike was my teacher. Yeah, I remember how excited I was when, for that Apple Watch one. I think I was more excited than you. 
uh, I just kept <laughs> I kept looking for you in photos all day. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. and I was I just kept I kept like drawing. I was using like what was that app? Sketch. Was that that the app with the pink heart? Was that what it was called? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was using that and like finding people would be posting pictures and I would draw little arrows and post yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, that event was funny and and like there's a ton of stories that maybe uh, a few years from now I'll be able to tell. It hasn't even been... When you write your book. It hasn't even been 10 years, you know, so the statute of limitations does not apply, I guess. Was Um, that like uh, three more years? It was 2015, right? It was 2015. So someday I'll be able to... There's a ton of wild stories from that event. Mm -hmm. So someday, someday I'll tell those stories. I'm still under NDA or whatever, I guess, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Are you? Probably not, right? But like you uh, keep, gotta keep comes up to yourself. Yeah, who knows, right? Maybe. Who, who knows? knows? Who we knows? Who knows? To, you know? who knows? Who knows? I mean, if he was, could he tell us? You know? Oh, exactly. Like I don't even know what what is NDA. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't never. know what it means. Never deal a bad hand. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> That's all one word. A bad yes. hand. Yes. A bad never hand. deal a bad hand. A uh, th- couple of things on the the invite, like you know the the memoji thing is fun. Like it's just like a fun thing. Lots of people have been uh, posting images of the Power Rangers yes. movie artwork, which is like yeah. so perfect. It looks just like it, which is weird. Um, but a couple of things. One, I mean, they've meant we've seen this a bunch of times, um, so it isn't like new. But I don't think we spoke about it. What do you guys think of that font on the web page? It looks like a new San Francisco, right? That's a new. Uh, what, what are they calling it? In in some people on Twitter, SF wide. Fran- I think I've seen SF wide. Yeah. I think that's right. Uh, it looks good. It looks great. I think it. Yeah. I think they wanted to do a new typeface for like this display type things. So posters, marketing materials. They've been using SF Display so far, which is part of San Francisco Pro, which would be the regular version of San Francisco. And I think they're making the right call in having a, a proper display typeface for this kind of uh, things. I think it's too cool to use in like iPhone marketing. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's too... It has too much of an attitude, I think, to it, like in a good way. But for stuff like this, I think it works really nicely. And like I could imagine this on like iOS promo pages or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, but like to use this on a billboard would be, I think, would be odd. But I love, I love the way it looks. When I see it, I hear the sound from the inception. Mm, interesting. That one, yeah. Swiftly yeah. approaching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're a bunch yeah. of nerds. Uh, but yeah. I, I like. I think it looks cool. Uh, I th- it's hard to. F- I mean, it, it shows up in weird places. Like I'm now struggling to find it on their website. But it was in the, the uh, on the WWDC website, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, it was on the original kind of like promo page. But all of that stuff's kind of kind of changed now. Mm-hmm. Um, they changed also as well. Just on a separate note, uh, Apple have tightened the COVID restrictions for developer attendees. So they sent out an email which says, uh, well, this is from Mac Rumors. It says, Apple informed developers they will need to wear N95 masks while indoors and a negative FDA-approved COVID antigen test is required the day before. Attendees will need to upload their negative test results to Apple's portal before arriving at Apple Park. This is different. The original thing was test of in 72 hours and optional masks. So this is much more controlled uh, than than it was before. So that's intriguing to me. I mean, it, it's not a surprise, right? Like uh, apparently COVID is rising in the Bay Area. I mean, like it, is, it rises and falls all over the place, right? 
they changed their working at the office plans for Apple employees. So I was wondering if they were going to, what the response would be like that for this. And it's that they're like locking things up a bit tighter than they were. It was all a very much like, yeah. And now it seems like they have like a real, this is the defined plan. I think someone on Twitter had, had seen a list of exactly what tests you have to do. The Here in the US, the at-home tests seem like they will be fine, which is good because trying to find some other tests like the day before would be difficult. I'm glad they're doing it. You know, someone who's going, like, uh, I'm glad to see them stepping this up a little bit in response to the numbers in the, the Bay Area. So there's also the student aspect of WBDC where students can submit projects uh, this year in the Swift Student Challenge. Uh, some winners have been uh, named um, and they will be getting cool WBC jacket and a customized pin set, something they've done for a few years. If you ever want just like a real good time, about two weeks after WBDC, just search WBC, WBDC jacket on eBay because <laughs> people flip them. And of course, now you can get a, a lot of them cheap. Like you can get one from 2016 for $25. But I have the 2018 denim jacket, the Levi's one, underscore gave it to me. Yes, that's the coolest one, I think. They did a cooler one. I think the next year, maybe. Um, Is that the one with the emoji printed inside? No, they did. They did two denim jackets. Mine not, might not be from eighteen. I might be misremembering it. But they did. They did the denim jacket. I have the first one. Then they did one the year after where it wasn't so blatantly WWDC printed. I think they may have stitched it in black rather than white. Yes. Or something. Yes. The nineteen. I'm looking. I'm looking on eBay. Nineteen is a bomber jacket. The outside is black with WC in black, but the inside is like bright orange with a bunch of memoji and no images that's not the one i'm on. talking about i remember that one but they did two denim jackets two denim levi's jackets and one of them the one i have was the first one and they did another one we we all know the best one is the black leather one with the aqua tin on the back the black leather one yes oh the, that's you have that one right yeah you james gave one. it to me yeah that's that's very serious that one uh, also student um uh what do they call it student what's the what's the name of this program the swift student challenge yeah but didn't they didn't have a different name before scholars WBC scholars scholars that's what i'm the, that's the that's the word i'm thinking of scholarship scholars, yeah. but i don't call it that anymore but they get uh, airpods too they're getting a pair of airpods yeah cool. it's awesome is there airpods 3 or airpods pro AirPods Pro. Clearing out the inventory before the new AirPods Pro. I think Pro. I need to be one of these because my AirPods Pro battery is dying. Oh, my God, boys. My AirPods now, they don't last more than two days. Like, even with the battery case, I'm charging them all the time. This happened the first time. Do you remember this? This happened before. Like, uh, the battery started going in the original AirPods, and then they brought out AirPods Pro, and we replaced them. I'm really hoping for AirPods Pro 2 because my battery is no good yeah, it's that time again. Mm -hmm. They're dying. Mm -hmm. It's very sad. I'm not noticing that because I sold my original ones and I've been using the custom red painted ones that I got from Colorware last year. God, you did that. I forgot about that. I got my sexy red AirPods Pro with a black case. So I swapped them mid-cycle, basically. And I sold mine, actually, uh, a couple of days ago. On, on the internet to a guy from somewhere. So, What service do you use for selling? It's an Italian service. Ah. Uh, so it's Italian only. I don't want to ship abroad. It's Il too eBay. 
<laughs> That's what they call it. It's kind of like eBay, but it's like it's like Craigslist, right? Uh, but you don't have to meet up in person. Okay. So many people try to propose that, like, ah, oh, can you deliver this in? Per-? Nope, I am not taking cash from a stranger in a parking lot. We do stuff like that all the time. Like, well, when we sold my iMac, we did just collection only. Yeah. Um, stuff like that, because just because like I wasn't going to ship that, right? There was no way. I didn't, have, I didn't even have a box, right? Yeah, this is a funny thing. So I sold my iMac Pro. So you right? had a stranger come to you? Yeah, but we don't. No, no, you know, no, we no. don't give them our address. No. We just tell them a place to meet us, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm afraid. You know, somebody's gonna pull a knife. But on the me thing or was, something. there was no other way for me to sell that iMac Pro, right? Like, I didn't have a box. Yeah, I don't have boxes either. I just I make my own boxes. <laughs> yeah, but the iMac Pro is giant and heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to break, right? Mm. Like, if I ship the iMac oh, Pro, yeah. that thing's not going to make it. That's the reason, right? We don't do this for other stuff. We just ship it. Edina saves boxes. She'll put she'll like, package them up and send them off. Like, whatever. Like, you sell Apple Watches or AirPods or whatever. But there was nothing to do about the iMac. Like, this is the only way it was going to work. The guy arrived. He had one of those bags. Wait, like an iMac bag? Like the iMac bag? Yeah. So, like, this guy is an iMac flipper, clearly, right? Like, he arrived and he was like, he was ready to go. He knew what he wanted to check. He was like on it. He was like, did you do the thing where you have to take it off of iCloud, like iCloud.com, which is the thing, by the way, if you ever sell any Apple device now, you have to go to iCloud.com and remove it there. It doesn't matter if you've removed it all on the phone and wiped the phone. You also have to do this. Otherwise, it's activation locked. This is a nightmare, uh, but it's a thing. Uh, Zach in the Discord has found the 2017 jacket had the white printing on it. The 2018 jacket, the WWDC part was just a pin. So the jacket was otherwise just a black denim Levi's jacket. The laziest WWDC jacket. No, it was good because then you could just, then you just had a black denim jacket. Mine, I like it. It looks good on me, but it says WWDC 2018 in huge, uh, 2017, <laughs> on, in huge lettering on it, right? So it's it's not as conspicuous or inconspicuous or whichever one I meant to say. Developers also get to pick a thing to do. So considering people are going to be at Apple Park all day, basically, because they're doing the keynote and the State of the Union and then the Design Awards, there's a section in the middle of the day where you get to choose as part of a tour either Apple Park Hills, which I guess is the land around Apple Park, the Fitness Center, you go see Apple's gym, or Cafe Mac. (laughs) This is a funny thing, right? Like It's like a funny little thing. You literally go see a guy named Jim who works at Apple. I think you misread that. You go to see Apple's gym. Oh. Jeez. Jeez. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's It's all Steven's fault. He gave me, he gave me this disease. I'm sorry. Uh Uh-huh. It's not the Fitness Plus Center. It's literally where the employees go to work out. Yeah. Or where they go eat lunch in the cafeteria. Or you see some trees. Apparently, it's an incredible gym, though. Probably. But but it's like it's a gym. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know what gyms are. But like, so James was like, Cafe Max has a great, has great food and I believe that but I don't think you're eating there yeah I think you're just going and looking at it and leaving so this is like being at the zoo right I mean you get to see like uh, now you can see Apple employees in their natural habitat <laughs> as they eat lunch at Cafe Max like is, is that what's gonna happen like they're gonna show you around and you can see people from a distance and be like oh those are Apple employees I mean and I like, don't know this for sure them. but I expect 
every employee that doesn't have to be at Apple Park on this day is told to stay home. Yeah, it's not real Apple employees. It's actors paid to act like they work there. <laughs> right. Mm, okay. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean, though? Yeah, like, yeah. this is going to be such a disruption. And, and like, unless you need to be there for some reason, I imagine that, that you, you're not going in that day. All right. Here's a funny question for, you know, you both. Some non-graded predictions, just uh, having a conversation here. Love it. Okay. Okay. No pressure. Apple Design Awards. What are we thinking in terms of who's going to win? Oh, man, that's a hard question. Just, uh, you know, spitballing, just out there. Come on, come on, some theories. Uh, I, I need to look at who won 2021. Craft won. I, th- uh, I, know, no, I believe Craft, Craft the... did win something, right? But I, I want to just get... But no, what's the... Was it the best app of the year? Let's see. Apple Design Awards. I really feel like I'm not the best person. Like I feel like I should be asking. You know what? I'm gonna yeah. change. Uh, can I? Can I flip this around? Can I ask you two? Because like I don't feel like I'm as plugged in to the new apps mm. as you two are. Especially you, Federico. Maybe you're gonna make predictions too. Actually, so we can all do it, right? I guess. I guess you're gonna. Also, you have some, I'm sure, right? I'm actually looking myself right now. Um, so they also, they do, did they do a, uh, like they give a game, like a, what do they call it? Arcade game of the year? Yeah, they do like, did they do that? They do. It's uh, all complicated now. It's like inclusivity winners, delight very, and fun yeah. winners, interaction winners, social impact winners, visual and graphics winners, innovation. Like it's much more complicated these days, but probably in a good way, but like more people can uh, win. But. I mean, you I don't know. know. Hmm. Honestly, I have no idea because a ton of these, like the apps that, that I use and that we pick at Mac Stories are very different from mm-hmm. the apps that Apple promotes, mm-hmm. um, which is, that's the problem. Uh, I feel like they could potentially give an award to that driving game for Apple Arcade based in Tuscany. What's it called? Um, like Gear Club Stradale. I think that's one of the, the the one that they showed off at the at the March event mm. uh, with the cool graphics. That's something that I could see in like the the what's it called good cool visuals category mm. or like best game. Um, I'm thinking of like what it, what else made an impact on Apple Arcade in the past year. I don't think they will give an award to NBA 2022 which is always uh, promoted like in the front page of Apple Arcade. Thumper is another release, but that's a port from a console game. Uh, so I think Gear Club has a good shot at being you know, promoted for in the game category. Mm. For apps, though, I honestly have no idea. Uh, um, I could see Glass, the photo app, uh, the Instagram yeah. alternative. Yeah. I think Apple really likes that one. It's a good uh, message too, right? Yeah, it's a good message. Uh, not words. Um, mm. The the new Zach Gage game. I think that has potential to get something. Um, and I'm gonna throw it out there. I think maybe for delight and fun, one of the uh, you guys have seen those. Uh, one of those not boring apps. Oh, one of them won last year. Oh, it won last year. Okay. Uh, well, then it's not winning this uh, year. The weather one, I think. Ah, uh, okay. So not it's boring not weather. Again. It was a finalist of the visuals and graphics uh, category. Ah, it was a... F- oh, they had finalists. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they did the thing where they pre-announced, like, the short list of, yeah, the finalists. Huh. Interesting. We'll see. 
Yeah, gla- I think Glass will maybe see get something this year. Yeah, I'm gonna be completely honest. I have no idea. I I have no idea for this because I'm not. I don't feel like I'm very good at this kind of stuff. I don't download enough apps. Well, you should listen to this podcast about apps. I do, but you just said yourself you don't talk about these kinds of apps. <laughs> well, I talk about <laughs> right. They're not gonna put Obsidian in there, are they? Or like, uh, uh what about? Because I also feel like they could potentially give an award to some Safari extensions from the past year. Honestly, I think they should give one password. Well, no, they're not giving one password one because it's now an Electron app and they're not giving an... It also won... It was a finalist last year of inclusi- the Inclusivity Award. All right, we'll see. Maybe they... I wonder if they'll do the finalists again because those came out a few days before WWDC. So maybe next week yeah. we'll, get, we'll get the announcement of the finalists. Interesting. Okay. All right. Not that it will matter for us because we're recording next week's episode tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to forget that this ever happened, <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> no one's going to remember this in four weeks' time or whatever it is when we'll finally have nothing to talk about. All right. So, uh, yeah, Mike and I will be at WBDC and we're going to FaceTime Federico the whole time. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Indeed. There's no winning when you play the waiting game. When it comes to hiring, don't wait for great talent to find you. Find them first with Indeed. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. It is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed is a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. Instant Match is incredible. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job the candidates who only see it in search, according to US Indeed data. And as soon as you sponsor a post, you'll get that short list of quality candidates and you can invite them to apply right away. No, no more waiting. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. They are an unbelievable, powerful hiring partner, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest in 2019. True story for y'all. I had a family member just got hired uh, using Indeed. They were asking me where they should look, and I told them Indeed, and uh, they got a job. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job posts at Indeed.com connected. Offers good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash connected. That's I-N-D-E-E-D, indeed.com slash connected. Terms and conditions apply. Pay per qualified applicant not available for all users. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for the support of the show and Relay FM. Okay, we are uh, concluding our... Exit interviews for last year's WWDC announcements. Ah, look backs. They're look backs. Look, I've been saying exit interview in the in I the know, chapter. But that's the, the, we, the other shows do exit interviews. They used to. That's they like didn't the thing, do it last time. That's the thing other people do. Mm. We do look backs. What is an exit interview? I, I have when no you, idea. When you when you quit a job about. or leave a job, 
like in a big corporation, yeah. like yeah. they sit well, they sit down with you and they want to know, like, tell us everything that's bad and good about your job. So the so looksy backsy at macOS Monterey. Why do we need to do that? Let's uh, <laughs> let's start with uh, shortcuts. Federico, are you doing this one? Mm. Huh? I'm I'm the bad guy. All right. Because I've done all of them. I mean, for now. I'm the man. Okay, fine. You, no, I'm sorry. You go ahead. You know, like, with, I will say. I would suggest you start with shortcuts, though. With Federico's help today. Thank you for put, filling some of this into the document, Federico. I appreciated it. And then I went through uh, Apple's macOS Monterey page and added in uh, some mm-hmm. other points. We will start off, as suggested by the wonderful uh, Stephen uh, Garland, <laughs> <laughs> shortcuts. <laughs> shortcuts for Mac. Uh, shortcuts for Mac's really good, right? Should we move on? Yes, that's all we're gonna see. No, come on. It's, this is the biggest thing, right? Like this is the biggest thing added to macOS. Yeah. yeah I mean, yes. and I would argue, like realistically, I think for a lot of users, one of the biggest things added to macOS for many years. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, the biggest deal for a minute, I think, uh, for a bunch of different reasons, and the way they did it is super interesting. But I'm not Federico, so nobody is. Well, I mean. Yeah, it's it. That's true. Well, this is a very philosophical thing you just said. Um, can anyone who even is Federico? Who? Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. I don't want to get into that again. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, but not right now. Uh, so shortcuts for Mac. I think it was re- it was off to a really rocky start, and that's putting it kindly. Um, the app was incredibly buggy and crashy and visually glitchy uh, last year, and those problems uh, they were really bad during the beta season. But the thing is, September came and a bunch of people, you know, myself included and Jason, obviously, we all thought, oh, this is going to be labeled a beta, which is, you know, there's plenty of precedents for this. I mean, Apple has done it with Universal Control, for example, which just exited out of beta in 15.5. So it's not unusual for Apple to say we have this new feature, but we're calling it a beta because we need to do more tests out in the open. Shortcuts for Mac should have been labeled a beta, and it wasn't. And instead, it was just rolled out as this, you know, fully finished 1.0 to take all your shortcuts and make you, you know, help you use them on the Mac. And that was true, technically speaking, but in practice, it was really bad. Uh, And what I noticed is that maybe Apple didn't realize just how bad that first version was at launch. And they, it's like they realized that in September or whenever Monterey launched, I don't remember. Uh, and they were like, oh, we had no idea it was this bad for you guys. And so they started reaching out to the community. And I can tell you, they really listened to complaints that I had, that other people had. Um, and then they took notes and, and they, you know, they followed up like, uh, what? Can you describe what you know? Why you have this problem, and what would you like to see instead? And they got back to work, and honestly, they spent the past uh, six, seven months just iterating on the app and polishing the app. And they've done a bunch of things that I appreciate, like for example, continuing to reach out to the community. I know that they've been in touch with you know with with the feedback system, but also privately with folks that use the app, with you know some power users from from the shortcuts subreddit, for example. 
which is great. But they've also been documenting what they've been doing out in the open. Uh, they have uh, detailed release notes for shortcuts on iOS and shortcuts on macOS, which is unusual for Apple apps to have their own change logs and documentation on the website. So that's good. Um, and they've polished shortcuts for Mac a ton, especially in the past two releases of macOS Monterey. It's still not great. There's still some... Well, it's still not perfect. Well, nothing it is, ever it's pretty really great. is. It's pretty great. It's, pr it's pretty yeah. great now. There's still some... Well, it's it's that's the the situation is that um, the weirdness that is left in shortcuts. I want to say it's not really about shortcuts anymore. It's about Swift UI, and that's the problem. The shortcuts team can only go so far when it comes to fixing some problems that are about the framework they used, mm -hmm. not necessarily the shortcuts app. Uh, prediction the is not app, a prediction. Have... I actually expect quite a lot of uh, changes to Swift UI this year mm -hmm. because of this. Like developers have been really complaining about Swift UI over the past few months. Well, but this is Apple's biggest task that they have completed yeah. in Swift UI, surely, right? Is the shortcuts app. And so I imagine a lot of internal um like uh, errors and bugs have been logged for this. Yeah. And so the, the shortcuts app that we have today on Monterey, you know, looking back in this, uh, what are we calling this? Looks you back. It's just a look back. It's just a look back. You know, that's all it is. I prefer looks you back. <laughs> it's nice. It's cuter. Um, so I, I think what we have today is so unique on macOS. The shortcuts app on macOS Monterey, I'm going to go out and say this, is the best version of shortcuts we have. Oh. Because, yeah, yes. Because you're right. No, you're right. You're genuine. Like there is no argument about it. Like it's. It's. I find. I don't know if you feel this. I don't want to step on your toes. I feel like it's easier to to edit sh big shortcuts mm -hmm. on the Mac. App. It's easier. It's easier to edit. Again, there are still UI quirks here and there, but it's the fastest one. It's the most efficient one, and this is the most important point. It's the only one. It's the only version of shortcuts that combines two worlds. Two eras of automation in one. The old era of scripting and Mac stuff and the new reality of shortcuts combined together and the cherry on top is it's got a bunch of Mac-only integrations that shortcuts on iPad and iPhone doesn't have. Like you can have global hotkeys, you have the menu bar, you have the quick actions in Finder. And I think the vision behind shortcuts for Mac is like this perfect balance of um, trying to reach all flavors, all kinds of power users. So it's a shame that when it came out, it was, you know, very problematic. But the vision behind it, that was always there, and it's only gotten better. So... They've done a pretty good job here, I think. Yeah, I think that really this divert, just the fundamentals of shortcuts on the Mac are way more powerful and better than we would have imagined mm -hmm. them to realistically be when we were asking for shortcuts on the Mac. Yeah. Right, to us, like, oh man, wouldn't it be amazing if we could get global keyboard shortcuts? Yeah, but it's like, all right, but what mm -hmm. about a menu bar 
app that doesn't need to open the thing at all. And then what about also you can do it from the command line and you can also integrate exactly. it really easily into like uh, Raycast and uh, yeah. Keyboard Maestro oh, and all that kind of stuff, right? Like Great point. Like all these apps on the Mac, they can integrate with shortcuts directly. Like no more of that URL scheme stuff. Which is never a thing you would have expected, right? Like, let alone everything else that we got. So, it's it's a big big start, and like I'm really excited now. Like I'm excited because look, every year they always add stuff to shortcuts. They've always every year like it's one of the only things that Apple puts effort into every year. <laughs> I think you want to say every year there's a redesign in shortcuts. <laughs> Well, but along yeah. with that redesign, yes. there's yes. always new stuff, right? And like a lot of a lot of the things that Apple introduces, they take a year on year off kind of thing with it. You know, like look at widgets, right? Like widgets kind of got nothing except it came to the iPad, and it seemed like that was such a big deal, right? But shortcuts, that team, they put stuff out every year, and so now we're gonna get whatever they add on both platforms, and so like I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, the Safari redesign, which we've mentioned a bunch of times, and tab groups. Um, I continue to use tab groups all the time. Uh, I continue I have this to be question frustrated for you. by them. Does Mike still use tab groups? Oh, yeah, man, every day, all the time. But I still have that issue where, like, if I do a search via the Omnibar or whatever Apple calls it, the tab just closes. <laughs> this happens so much, <laughs> yeah, and it happens this. randomly. Yeah, you mentioned this. And I and I hate it, but yeah, I still use it. Like you know, I use it today. Like I really like that I can be on my iPad or I can be on my Mac, and I've like got like my recording tab group open, and I've like got all my show docs open. It's so, like today I was taking all my notes on my laptop of like in the connected document, and then when I sit down on my iMac, this is the tab group that it's always set to here. It's all just ready. Everything I need is open. All my windows are open. They're all sitting there waiting for me. I love it. Like I. As somebody who uses multiple devices, like I do, across an iPhone, an iPad, and two Macs, this is one of my favorite things that's been added to Apple's platforms uh, in years. Like, it's perfect for me and the way that I use my devices. It's janky in places, but I could take that. Like, I'll t I take the annoyance because ultimately I get kind of what I'm looking for. I don't use Safari tab groups, but I basically use shortcuts to kind of make my own. So I have a shortcut for huh. each show. Interesting. So if I hit... Uh, and I'll, I have them on my stream deck on the Mac, but also have them in the menu bar. And it's on my iPhone and iPad. So like if I hit the you know, the MPU button on my stream deck, it opens a new window, and it has all the tabs I need to work on MPU's outlines. And that that works pretty well. I mean, he's the Mac power user. He so right. It sounds he like it. Stuff. It sounds like it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, talking yeah. about that, what about the Mac low power user? I I never even think about low power mode on the Mac. It's a weird setting. So it's buried in the battery system preference pane. This is all Apple says about it. Your Mac will reduce energy. Your Mac will reduce energy usage. My word, that's a bad sentence. <laughs> Your Mac will reduce energy usage. Reduce energy usage. To increase battery life. Reduce energy usage. Reduce your energy <laughs> to increase battery she life sells, sells. and operate more quietly. <laughs> I don't know what it does past that because there's very little about this on Apple's support site. There's the way it's set up in settings. You can have it automatically enabled if you're on battery and automatically disabled if you're on your charger. That's how my MacBook Pro was set up. I don't know if that's the stock setting or I turned it on at some point but i had no idea that when my laptop wasn't charging it was in low power mode because everything 
seems to work. Like I don't know what it turns off. Like That's on weird. on the iPhone, it quits background mail refresh and photos updating and stuff. Yeah. Oh, so much changes. Like the the brightness can only go up so far, and it like adjusts it more r- aggressively. And yeah. So I, I'm stuff. not quite sure what this does, but uh, it's there. If you're super into it, there is this Mac app called Cooldown that lets you basically put a toggle in your menu bar to turn low power mode on and off. Interesting. Boys, the Mac is awesome, right? Like, Yeah. yeah. The Mac's so good. You know, I was getting this from listening to, to Federico and Mac Power users a bit, like, you know, just kind of like reflecting a little on where I am where are you going as with, a Mac where are you user. Going with this? Just this idea that, like, there's a thing that Apple has which is low power mode, and someone can build an app which lets you activate it from somewhere else <laughs> in the system. <laughs> Imagine that. Like, I just love it. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Focus modes yeah. came to the Mac. Uh, quick note came to the Mac. <laughs> Does it do anything? Quick, no- quick note on the... Okay. Quick note on the Mac, all right? So, in theory, you can enable this. Where are hot corners in desktop settings? So in theory, you can show the quick note floating thing on the Mac if you associate it with a quick, with a hot corner. But it's so weird, like the way that it works. Um, it's not like this. Fl- it opens this floating thing that I think defaults to the. Um, to the last, to the either to the first note in your quick note folder or the most recently modified note. Uh, the animation is really strange compared to iPadOS. But then when you open it, it's not like it's this regular window. It doesn't have anything special. It kind of feels to me like QuickNote was always meant to be an iPadOS feature, and they did the bare minimum work to make it happen on macOS. I'm not even sure that on macOS it supports capturing the deep links like you can on on iPad. Like I don't, I don't think it actually works uh, with the you know uh, capture like add link. QuickNote is tr- a truly weird. It is. Thing. It really it, is. I can't think of a feature where they added it, decided it needed to be on all platforms, but it works fundamentally different on all of them. Oh yeah, it works with the uh, with the. I'm sorry, the li- the deep linking. It works, but it's got this different menu where it's called add app link, which Love it. I don't think it's a terminology that Apple ever used. Like app, app links, link, you know, that's, app link. That's it's add app link. This is a very strange name and it brings up a pop like i've never seen this before it brings up a, a pop-up with the list of deep links you can save from the mac this is so weird it's it's like it was made from two different teams honestly add app links app links app links app links app links, app links. App links. mail extensions wah, wah. <laughs> what so, was this it so in the in the previous era, there were mail extensions, but they weren't like officially. Apple didn't ban them, but like they were like weird things, kind of hacky things to extend functionality into Mail.app. With mail extensions, they were doing it like Safari extensions. Like there is a now blessed way to do this and mail kit. Yes, it's called mail kit, but extremely extremely limited a lot of things that were in previous mail extensions weren't possible in the new ones in fact the new ones only had like four 
main categories of things they could do. I, to this day, don't think I've come across one like out in the wild. We tried with John, with the one true John, uh, a couple of months back to do a roundup. Like I, I had this idea of like, hey, shouldn't we do a roundup of male, of native male extensions? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll look around. And he came to me a couple of days later, being like, uh, Tichi, I'm sorry, but I couldn't find any. <laughs> <laughs> where do you find them, even? Where are they? Where did where do they go? Honestly, I don't know. I I honestly, <laughs> where did they go? I have no idea. Where'd you get them? Like on the App Store? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just searched just, mail extensions on the App Store and it didn't give me any. Like, it says like a, like a bunch of apps, but I don't know if any of them, that none of them look like they're actually. Maybe one send companion? Prevent embarrassing emails. What? <laughs> maybe this is one. Maybe this is one. It looks like one. Be more productive, save time, and avoid, avoid embarrassing mail moments. Send Companion is a privacy-aware extension for Apple Mail that enables yeah. the following features. That's it. Auto text, attach reminder, and review alert. This, yeah. Do you often write the same email fragments? Auto text saves your composed snippets. Attachment reminder. Based on keywords you define, it will remind you of a missing attachment. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, wish you ever had a second chance? With review alert, you have. Review alert delays your send action, allowing you to briefly review your email for the most common mistakes. Two pounds, 49 pence. Guys, I think there is one mail extension on the Mac App Store, and yes. that's the one. That's it. Like, I think in one year, we've seen one mail extension. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. See? Who's the one true John now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, John it. is a name, <laughs> and it has many different meanings. It's the most common male-given name, so there's is some it? irony in calling him the one true John. No, that's the that, well, no, that that's, was the that's reason. That's exactly the point. That's why we did it. He's he's the one true John. Because there is a bunch of Johns, right? Mm-hmm. And ours is the one true John. Yeah. How many Johns do you know? Thousands. Like, name another John. Thousands. Yeah. Name name what first one off the top of your head. Go, John. Voorhees. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, true See? John. The true John. Yeah, Syracuse. John Carpenter. I, I've got, I have eight Johns in my contacts on my computer. Uh, It means that uh, God is gracious. God is merciful. Universal control. Late to the party, but it's here. Yep. Did his thing. Just in time. Airplay to Mac. Oh, I just saw the Sin Companion app icon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. That's something. It's great. It's great. Why? So, uh... Yeah, so send to Mac, AirPlay to Mac thing. This feels like something I wish they had done about 10 years ago because uh, I think the most common use case for this, maybe before COVID, is you have a Mac Mini or something in a conference room and you need to Air Mac, AirPlay, Air Mac, gosh, you need to AirPlay <laughs> something to it. But then the <laughs> Apple TV kind of came along. But if you, but, so, you know, if there's that use case, I guess too, like if you're like what I thought of before we had a television, we used an iMac or a string of iMacs really as, as our TV. And it would have been cool to be able to airplay to it. And there've been since the beginning of airplay Mac utilities to do this. Uh, I think one was called air parrot. Do you guys remember that? Something, something parrot. Yeah, I, I think, I. but do, now it's actually. built in. Uh, yes. which is which is good. Uh, I don't know why. why I think it took that so long. company actually. I think a company actually pivoted to to making uh, this work on Windows. 
because I was looking a while back for like AirPlay utilities for my gaming PC, and I think I landed on their website. Isn't the same company that makes the the app called uh, Reflector? Yeah, I think so. They, yeah, and and they have Squirrel. Yeah, Squirrel is the name of Squirrel. Yes. is the name of the company. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Th- that one. Okay. Yeah, they're still around. Yeah. Squirrels make Air Parrot, Ditto, and Reflector. Live text is one that I really enjoy. In fact, I used it preparing for this show. That quote that I read from the low power mode setting, I took a screenshot of system preferences, opened it in preview, and copied the text into Google Docs. Live a text for you. is such a great feature. Mm-hmm. How does it work in preview? Because it doesn't have that button, right? Like the iOS has that little button. No, you just, you literally just select the text like it's in a pages document or something. It's weird how little UI there is for it in preview. Yeah, I would like it to be that button. I also wished that um, CleanShot could integrate it into their app. Mm-hmm. Me too. I don't know if, it, I don't know be, if it's possible. There should be. There should be a live text API. I actually hope it's one of the things that Apple does like better, like actually open up the framework and let developers... Make it deep and open. It should be a deep and open framework. I can message it should apps. Be. It should. Yeah, yeah live text is, is actually, great. Actually, so, you know, you just gave me an idea for a flexi that I am going to see. A live flexi. Uh, a privacy. Live flexi. One of the things that... So you got like all the other stuff that we talk, spoke about but the recording indicator in control center, that little orange dot, which is the bane of my existence, uh-huh. is always there in the menu bar because I'm always doing something with audio. So yep. on my iMac, that little orange guy is always up there telling me Zoom and audio hijack. Thank you, control center. Wished it could go away. Can't get rid of it. Um, mm. And then it got you know all the other stuff like the iCloud Plus stuff, like private relay, hide my email. I think we talk, spoke about that before. Uh, voice effects for FaceTime and other VoIP apps in Control Center. What I more? saw an article on the Wall Street Journal, I think, lately uh, about like, here's this feature that will make you sound better on Zoom. It's like, and it's always funny when I realize that these features that we know, but the like, the majority of regular people have no idea that they exist. And judging from the reactions that I saw on that tweet or that article, uh, like a ton of people had no idea uh, this feature existed. Which, by the way, and this is just I want to open a quick uh, parenthesis here. There's this format of tweets. Oh my God! Uh, yes. Uh huh. I'm so you know you know you've got me already. You know I was gonna say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this. <laughs> I know you, my friend. Um, there's this format of tweets, and I have also realized uh, there's these people that have specialized in these tweets because they they try to do it multiple times of like here's this iphone feature that you didn't know existed that's gonna change your life and it's like they are these tweets they usually contain like a video or photos but they're structured like tiktoks i don't know if you guys have ever seen like this uh tech influencers on tiktok like i get them on instagram like in my suggested you know yeah, and so I see these viral tweets go by every couple of weeks, and it always makes me think. Because, like, on one hand, it's funny that, you know, all these people on Twitter are trying to copy each other to be the next one to have the viral tweet about an iPhone feature. Yep. But on second thought, it also it also makes me think about, like, all these things that I take for granted, 
there's so many people that have no idea they exist. Like there's still, like I saw a tweet with thousands of likes about uh, how you can scroll with the cursor if you hold down the space bar on the iPhone keyboard. Mm. That's like a feature that has existed for three years. And still so many people have no idea about it. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing and you can so, feel. Like, I actually had this the other day, like, f- with this thing where I was on a FaceTime call and I'm in for ages and I was going to change the volume or the brightness. I was like, oh, yeah, that feature's there and I can blur the background. Like, I'd forgotten that that was a thing. But I know what you're talking about, right? Like, the the way these tweets are usually written is something along mm-hmm. the lines of, why did nobody tell me this existed? Or, like, <laughs> yes. you know? Like what yes, they've been keeping they this from have. us and we didn't know about. Like <laughs> that's kind of how they're written. Yeah. And they, they there's like a couple of instances of these things which I believe are, are are real. Like people actually feel that. But then no. they go so go so viral. This is why like the Wall Street Journal's writing this article. Like I believe all these large tech websites now have like a, a, like a told to do this kind of thing. Like write it this kind of way, so it goes viral. At some point, you know that it's it becomes this manufactured surprise that it's not. Re- you're not really surprised about this feature. You knew about this feature, but you are presenting your quote unquote discovery of the feature as if you just accidentally, randomly stumbled upon it. And it, I just think it's funny. It's it's so yeah. <laughs> I like when I see people that I follow tweet like this and they have like five likes on their tweet. It's very funny to me. I find it very <laughs> funny to me. It's like you shot your shot, but it uh, didn't you, work for you, you, did it? You and I, we have the same thoughts about these things. It's funny. <laughs> like, oh, you know that Steven is just like, he just wants everyone to be happy and like just live a good life. And like, you know, and then, then me and Federico are being like, <laughs> you know? oh, no, I'm a bad, no, I'm, I'm a bad, I'm a bad person. Person, like, honestly, I am. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about how I wish I could, I could free myself of Twitter, but I find myself unable to. Oh, I know, right? I yeah, know. I, know I want to be done. I know how you're feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I don't use any of those features you talked about. Voice effects, private relay, hide my email. That's all turned off. Mm-hmm. And then obviously share play, messages, huge, updates, huge, all that kind of stuff. I actually also, whilst on this FaceTime call the other day, saw a share play button for the first time and pressed it. Was not impressed with what happened. I won't shame the app, but the implementation of share play just feels like they did it so they could like put it in a slide. <laughs> somewhere to make people, Apple happy honestly it's like this is pointless what is this even so yeah so th- that honestly macOS Monterey was mostly about shortcuts and the new Safari uh, they had we should have mentioned they had that one feature in Finder which is the redesigned go-to folder menu that looks like Spotlight, which is actually kind of nice. It is nice. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, but that was about it. And they uh, finally got rid of proxy icons, which I know is like a thing that everyone's like has been waiting for them to do forever, like get rid of the proxy icons, right? That's the thing everyone wanted, please. They put them back. For us from the proxy icons. They put them back. A lot of people have a lot of opinions about no, it. No, no, no. They, so. they, they, no, my understanding is like everyone hated them and were like, get rid of these proxy icons. Like, this is stupid. Get rid of them. Why has no one told me? Proxy icons, please remove them. And Apple was like, okay, listeners, we've heard from you. We're going to get rid of the proxy icons. Proxy icons, man. And that was our final look back. Now we're going to look back at all of our various look backs. <laughs> <laughs> what so was your favorite Three episodes back? ago, <laughs> we talked about uh, one year of iOS 15. Uh, we should do like this meta, meta episodes. 
where like the episode is about ourselves we, talking about the episode. Well, I mean, we do that. It's called the year in review. Oh, yeah. You're we do right. it. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. We've been doing that. No, Maybe we should yeah. at some point do a review of the years in review. Oh, no, that's a fun idea. Let's reach back further. We go further and further in. Mm. You know, like, what were we talking about on our first year in review episode? And is that necessary in our lives now? I think that does it, y'all. I think we're done. Yeah. If you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about, head on over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 399. While you're there, you can send us feedback or follow-up. There's an email link there in the sidebar. And I would draw your attention to the two buttons at the top of the page where you can join Connected Pro, uh, $5 a month or $50 a year. Right now, Relay is in the middle of its membership drive. And what that means is that all members to any Relay FM show get annual specials from a whole bunch of people. And so ours is up. Uh, pictorials went up today. Uh, Reconcilable Differences, The Pen Addict. There's a whole bunch that are already up and they'll be rolling out over the next several weeks. So check that out. It's in the crossover feed for Relay FM members. It's a great time to join if you haven't. You can find us all online. You can find Mike on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E. He's the host of a bunch of shows here on Relay FM. And uh, he will, uh, you know, he'll be in your podcast player live from California in a couple weeks. That's exciting. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I think I'm recording three shows while I'm in California. You can follow Federico online at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. He is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net, where it doesn't have to be April to talk about automation, as the kids say. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH, and I write over at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Squarespace, Trade Coffee, and Indeed. Until next time, where we're making picks for WBDC, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.